blessed Sunday to all of you, dear friends. You are tuned in to OLMC Sunday Best. This is a sharing of the Bible study group from the parish of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Wan Chai, Hong Kong. Join us now in reflecting on this Sunday's liturgy for our life's nourishment. Good day, brothers and sisters. Um, welcome to the last Sunday in Ordinary Time, Christ the King. Let's greet our Lord with the sign of the cross in the name of the Father, Father and of the Son, and of and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And we pray together. O my mighty ever-living God, whose will is to restore all things in your beloved Son, the King of the universe, grant we pray that the whole creation set free from slavery may render your majesty service and ceaselessly proclaim your grace. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. For those of you who are joining us online, the first reading is taken from the second book of Samuel, chapter 5, verses 1 to 3. For the second reading, it's the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians, chapter 1, verses 12 to 20. And finally, the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 23, verses 35 to 43. And we'll start with the first reading. In those days, all the tribes of Israel came to David in Hebron and said, Here we are, your bone and your flesh. In days past, when Saul was our king, it was you who led the Israelites out and brought them back. And the Lord said to you, You shall shepherd my people Israel and shall be commanded of Israel. When all the elders of Israel came to David in Hebron, King David made an agreement with them before the Lord, and they anointed him king of Israel. To Thanks be Thanks to God. God. Yes. So you uh, heard the reading, but let me give a little background on what we're celebrating. It's the last Sunday in ordinary time, so the closing of the liturgical year. Next week, we start a new liturgical year. So as we close the liturgical year, we put uh, in the center the figure of Christ as the king. Now, the king of the universe. What would this mean? This would mean, because the king, as we know it in the modern times, maybe would be very different from the kingship that we will see in this gospel. No? But uh, just to say, the kingship of our Lord is, uh, that means he is over us. Meaning to say, he is the only one to whom we bend the knee in worship. Because Christ the King is God, the second person of the Holy Trinity. Then he is with us as the head of the church. And his kingdom begins now. It's ongoing construction, but he is journeying with us. He is ahead of us as Lord of history, who will overcome all the darkness and, and, and 
give the direction of the destinies of the world. And I guess this is the last one, which we will hear more and more as we begin a new liturgical year. He comes to meet us in glory. Okay, the second coming. So this Jesus, as we know in Acts of the Apostles, not the, during the ascension, this Jesus that you see ascending will also come back to you in glory. So we have all these aspects of the kingship of Christ. Now, for the first reading, <clears throat> this is the introduction to, maybe we can say, how different is this kingship? And we have signs here because we are in a period of transition. You, you, you hear that in the reading, actually. In days past, when Saul was our king, imagine, the tribes of Israel was in, in days past, when Saul was our king, it was you who led their interest. It was you, David, right. who led these Israelites out and brought them back. Because it was the Lord who designed it, who commanded it. The Lord said to you, you shall shepherd my people. Meaning, it's not so much uh, what, a military kingship, but a shepherding kingship. Right. It's not the brute force, no? that the power of uh, brute force, but the power of service. Caregiving and caretaking, shepherd, shepherd king. And then what other difference? When all the elders of Israel came to David in Hebron, so there are, it, it's public. It's not when, you remember when Saul was right. anointed king, it was private. Yeah. Right? Whereas here, we don't say really it's a democracy, but there is some kind of agreement and unity. Okay, so that, that is another difference with the kingship of David. And so this gives us an idea. This gives us the introduction to what kind of kingship also Christ exercises on us. And that will become very, very much uh, evident in the gospel reading. Because you see, you might even wonder how come we are celebrating the kingship of Christ, but the gospel is about the crucifixion. That is a big mystery. But this introduction from the first reading will give us some idea. Now, maybe we can go to the gospel, Gerard, please. Yeah. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The rulers sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him there was an inscription that read, This is the king of the Jews. Now one of the criminals hanging there, reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly, for the sentence we received corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied to him, Amen, I say to you. Today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. From the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23. So it's towards the end. You, would you remember how many chapters there are in Luke? 24. Oh, okay. <laughs> the longest gospel is Matthew's gospel. Okay, 28. So, uh, Gospel of Luke has 24 chapters, and we are in chapter 23. So, you can imagine this is already the passion narrative. Okay, because all the gospels will have the last part as the passion and the resurrection. And so, very timely, it's the end of the liturgical year. We are reflecting also on the end of Jesus. What kind of end? Here in this Gospel of Luke, uh, I don't know if you notice how many categories of people were there deriding him. Yes. Number one is you have the rulers. Right. And their challenge was he saved others. Let him save himself if he's the chosen one. So there is the there is the title, the chosen one, and there is also the role, the saving, the king or the chosen one, the Messiah is expected to save, but not others to save himself first. You see, that that will be the rulers. The second category would be the soldiers jeered at him. And they, they approached to offer him wine. But again, another title. If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Always the idea of saving. Because uh, it says there, there was the inscription, this is the king of right. the Jews. No? And then you have a third. The third uh, category there would be the criminals. The two, well, yeah. we don't really know if it's uh, they are robbers or what, but we are so used to the tradition saying the two robbers yeah. crucified with Jesus. Okay, I did not know where that came from, but anyway, so the two criminals. But the, the, the challenge is the same are you not the Christ? This time is the anointed one. So the chosen, the king, now the anointed. Save yourself, and this time there's an additional thing, and us. So even that has some meaning. I don't know. If you come to think of it, you know, it's not just yourself, but also us. So that's more natural. You don't, I mean, our, our uh, number one attention is always ourselves. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> you say, even when you look at the picture, who is the first thing you, the first person you look for? Is yourself. No. <laughs> but very naturally, so you said, save yourself, but also us. Right. Because they are also already in the last part of their life. But very strange here, you have the second uh, criminal saying, have you no fear of God? So he started coming into his own self, right. awareness now. We have been condemned justly for the sentence we received corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. So here, there is some kind of confession in the last moment of his life, admitting who he is, who they are, but admitting also who this man is. Yeah, well, recognizing Christ. Recognizing yeah. Christ. Yeah? 
And so there is this beautiful line. Father Lord, you saw me now ask the people to sing this way. Jesus remembered me. Anyway, you know that from that I say, Jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom. It's a recognition that this man is really a king. Just remember me when you come into your kingdom. And then we have that famous line in the Gospel of Luke. I think I mentioned this when we had yeah. the, the, the Gospel when we talked of Zacchaeus. Yes. Today, salvation is coming to this house. Right. So Jesus says here, today you will be with me in paradise. So you have really here in this scenario, in this scene, you have someone who can save. Maybe not here in this life, but in the next, in paradise, meaning the kingdom of light. So he does not come down from the cross because his kingship has to pass through this. Do you know how uh, uh, some theologians would look at this? This is like the last temptation of Christ. Mm -hmm. The last temptation of Christ, you, you remember, no, at the beginning of his uh, ministry, after his baptism, there was a temptation, the threefold temptation. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the temptation, it says, and the devil left right. waiting for an unfortunate time. And this is the fortune time. And I can tell you how many writers have tried to build their stories about this last temptation of Christ. You can <laughs> maybe choose no? many, no? even even the what is the one of Dan Brown? The first oh, one. Um Da Vinci Code. The Vinci Code yeah. is also built at the background. Yes. The background of that novel is also this so, uh, temptation yeah. of Christ. Okay. Yes. Where is the temptation of Christ? These three parts where he was asked, come down from the cross. Oh, come down. Yes. And so. many novelists, in fact, Russian novelists. Oh, yes. Yes. There's some beliefs, some sects that say Christ didn't die. Yes, but and he really came down from the He came coast. down and he lived with Mary Magdalene. Yes. yes, yes. There was a big split. That was the background of the Da Vinci Code, if you yeah, want to. That's but, right. But, but I, I don't remember now who exactly was the author. He said, Jesus came down, the, the, the novel was like, he came down from the cross, lived a human life, yeah. a normal human life like us, but he needed to save the world and so pulled back to the cross because salvation no, has to be undergone through this. It's really a, like embracing everything, embracing everything of human nature, including sin and death. He was not a sinner, no, but he has to absorb all this no, in the human nature so that he can go through it and save us. And so this, this picture of Jesus as king, as a very different kind of king, will now be made more call, glorious yeah, through the second reading, which gives like a synthesis. The synthesis not only of the passion and the death, but also the resurrection and its effects. So maybe we can listen to the second reading. 
the second reading, um, just a little bit of a background. Paul writes to the Colossian community. And who are these Colossians? Uh, they're essentially just newly converted Gentiles. So just a bit of background. And when I read the second reading, like um, the gospel, it really gave me a lot of confidence and reassurance, uh, despite the fact that we're in such a chaotic world, a lot of healing. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians, brothers and sisters, let us give thanks to the Father who has made you fit to share in the inheritance of the Holy Ones in light. He delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him were created all things in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he himself might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile all things for him, making peace by the blood of his cross through him, whether those on earth or those in heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks be to God. The purpose of Paul writing to the Colossians, the newly converted Gentiles, was to make them aware of how great Christ's gifts and grace were. And these were received through God. You see that in the second paragraph, he is the image of the invisible God. So Jesus is God, God is Jesus. And of course, the greatest gift and graces is the, our redemption through his crucifixion that we just heard in the gospel. Paul taught the Colossians, the Gentiles, that Christ is the center point of all creation and their community. And just like for us, it should be ours as well. Christ should be the center of our lives. He is truly the king of all. He is a great healer who reconciles the Gentiles and now to us. On the cross, Jesus performed the final act of public ministry, acting as both the savior and our king. Also, uh, if you look at the first part of this reading, let us give thanks to the Father who has made you fit to share in the inheritance. I like that word, inheritance, Patrick, because it's, uh, it contains the identity of our God as the Father and we as children, right? Mm -hmm. It's the children who inherit. Right. Okay. 
And what are the benefits of this inheritance? So the first is the redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So as you were saying, we have in the background of the gospel reading is really the passion and the death, but then there's the resurrection and everything that comes after that. And uh, you already mentioned, but it's explained in another form here, Christ is the alpha, the yes. beginning, but also the omega, the end point. So he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and that in all things he himself might be preeminent. But the, the effect of that is the reconciliation of all things. Making peace by the blood of his cross. That's why we're saying the cross was necessary. I guess that's why most theologians they will say uh, is really is the cross, the death of Christ, really necessary for our salvation. And after all the long, <laughs> this yes, it is because it's part of our human reality. Suffering is part of our human reality. I, I would say, in fact, the most real of all religions would be Christianity. Because some religions would like to deny suffering. And when you have a background of Buddhism, you have to negate the, the suffering, the dukkha, so as to reach the nirvana. But ours is you have to go through. You have to go through. That's the only human way. And that is what God chose also through Christ. Chose to suffer and die with us. In, in the, in, in the uh, creed, in the profession of faith, we mention all these things. These are all the elements of our faith. He suffered, died, and was buried. That shows his being human. And that's how he owned and reconciled everything. By the blood of his cross whether those on earth or those in heaven. So, uh, as uh, Patrick was commenting, this is a great sign of what, healing and hope. That no matter how dark things go, how, no matter how chaotic, you know, if you hold on to this faith, Jesus will really be the king of your life. And the king of the universe of the world. Uh, I pause here and maybe we can invite for reflection. Sure. Um, feel free to uh, open, uh, turn on your mic uh, if you have any uh, questions or comments that you want to share. But um, I do want to jump right in because, like Sister Victoria was saying, uh, she mentioned the word inheritance. Mm -hmm. um, simply put, we're part of the family. It's great. Um, and I truly felt it. Um, there's a lot of things going on that's not right in this world. There's a war going on, a lot of uh, un, uh, injustice. But that second part of this uh, second reading, there is a leader. There is someone that will take us out of this. He is just. He'll, he's going to save us. Don't worry about the um, noise that's going on. Whenever you feel you need a word of an encouragement or you're feeling down, perhaps you know this is something that you may want to read to see a strong leader 
and, and the leader saying, hey, you're part of my family. I, I will look out for you. I know every single hair of you. I, if you ever get lost, I will find you. I won't let you go astray. So I, I just felt I just felt that this is uh, so encouraging. Uh, I would certainly turn and read this over and over again if I'm ever down or need encouragement. And uh, of course, we we'd like to uh, hear from um, our participants online or at the church itself. Please uh, feel free to uh, turn on your mic and uh, share. I would like to share some, just a little. Now, by the way, <clears throat> in the first, it is verse 34 of the Gospel of Luke. The first sentence there, there is another category of, a, of the crowd mentioned. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, then that's the people stayed there watching. Now, this one also, I could say that we can be one of this crowd, people watching the, the crucified, or yeah, the crucified Jesus, which they said, that the commentary said that watching or, yes, uh, contemplating the crucified Jesus is a source of new wisdom. And here, we also recognize the ways of God. The, the logic, no, the logic of God. And it follows the three, like, temptations, as we can say, the temptations coming from the the rulers, then coming from the soldiers, and also coming from the one of the criminals. It's really a temptation for Jesus to, which is also related to the three temptations in the desert, and which I could see, I could see that these temptations in the desert. And the temptations on the cross uh, is an enclosure, can we say enclosure, of the life and ministry of the ministry of Jesus, proclaiming what is, or what is the kingdom of God and his mission of showing the kingdom um, of God, you know, teaching us. Okay. And so... Contemplating this, we can also associate ourselves with, with a second criminal. With a criminal, the second criminal has, I mean, has this wisdom to see himself uh, before this Jesus who has not done nothing wrong, and he, the criminal, rebuked the first criminal and said that we deserve the punishment because, because they, have, they have committed uh, the sin, but this man has committed nothing wrong. 
And so this is the wisdom. And recognizing Jesus as the Messiah in that instant, who has, not, who has done nothing wrong, he recognized himself as the one who needs Jesus. So from there, he asked the Jesus, you know, to, uh, Jesus, uh, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And there, Jesus, there and then, Jesus showed instantly uh, his being, his being the Messiah, actually. But the others did not recognize this. Forgiving and saying that now you will be with me in my kingdom is, is really God telling him that you are being saved. So that is a, a, manif- a revelation of God himself. And then also, with this, we recognize that the salvation of God is not in showing being a powerful person, but remaining to himself as the one who, who came to be with us, to be like us, to be the last of all humans, to be in order to save us. And so that is that is how how God or how Jesus revealed himself. And his trust, complete, complete trust in God, and his his this showing again still the his mission of forgiving others. That, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And he said also, another thing is that another word of Jesus is that <clears throat> I wrote here. Oh, oh, still in the in the in the crucifix on the cross, he said that. Where is that now? Could uh, not. Sorry, yeah. In the in the gospel, we say that he said, "So, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing." And another is. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. So his complete trust in God. And his source of strength is this. And by his trust in God, God himself has us in Philippians, no? as we read in the, in the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians, God uh, made, made him uh, Exalted him as he was, as he himself has um, uh, lowered himself as the, the least, but God <clears throat> exalted him into glory, has glorified him. So it is for us, you know, we also, we can learn from this. How, how do we react before all these jeerings of others, before the insults of others? Do we do we uh, do we behave or do we react like Jesus to completely putting in God's hands everything that we suffered from others, which is very difficult. No, I, I could say it's very difficult. I myself, I am really that not that uh, humble. No, so only this that I can share. 
in this uh, now. So that this is the the kingdom, the the kingship of Jesus. You know, how he is king by this. That's beautiful. And I just want to make one small observation. I think it's interesting in the gospel that of all these groups, the one person that did recognize was the one who was the most, you know, the, I hate to say the lowest form of society. So to me, it represents that God's kingdom is available to everyone if you, you are willing to accept it. And he, he's the one, you know, you have the leaders like the Pharisees and the Romans and the soldiers all jeering. But the one person suffered the most was the one that recognized him. Yes. Very good insight, because it's really the, the gospel of Luke is that. Yeah. The gospel of Luke <clears throat> looks to the lowest, yeah. the least, and the lost. To uh, Gerard's point, it reminded me of Zacchaeus. The yes, tax, tax collector, yes. yeah. the lowest form yes. uh, of, uh, you know, people hated him because he yeah. was a tax collector. And yet yeah, he's saved. He's yeah. saved. Today, he's saved. yeah, salvation came to it, this isn't that, It's a wonderful message for all of us. Now something is coming to me where, where we got the... The tradition that this was a robber. Maybe it was Fulton Sheen. <laughs> Fulton Sheen said he this man was really a robber because at the last moment of his life he robbed the Lord of Paradise. Yeah. At the last moment, it's like in, in the past. No, I don't know if you know that the uh, the sacrament of penance confession was celebrated at the end of life. After you have done it, if you look at the, the history of it, you, you come to realize how much you have done, how, yes. how much wrong you have done to others, how many broken relationships, and then you come to your senses and you ask forgiveness. And that forgiveness is always available. As yes. long as you are contrite yeah. and you have a repentant heart. So we have him here. And, and it's so beautiful because in the end, after all the jeerings and the well, the challenges, yeah. save us, save us, save us, this man, this criminal, was the one who showed that Jesus was really Savior. And didn't Jesus say, whatever you do to the least of my brothers, yeah. that you do unto me? To me. Yeah. Yes, it's beautiful. It is. <sighs> I have, I have two points to ask oh, you, sorry, about these uh, two criminals, mm -hmm. because uh, they are both criminals and they are condemned justly. So mm -hmm. they, yeah, they said, yes. But the thing is, uh, only one of them received the gift of wisdom. The other one didn't receive. Yes. <laughs> the so repentance. is it a chosen one or how God The repentance. Be? Because, yeah. uh, because yeah. I guess the forgiveness will come to you if you realize and if you ask it. No, the no. recognition. Yeah, none of the others had it. The others did not. Yeah. The other one did not. So yeah. it's not that there is something who worked for them. <laughs> <laughs> so. no, I guess this is a very beautiful yeah. example yeah. of how free will works. Uh -huh. yes. The free will, the free will yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I was also asked by that by one of my students in RCIA, how come? So I said, because of that. You are yeah. always yeah. given. Yes, I was always given. Yeah. And then the other point is there is that part that you will be with me in paradise. So, direct to paradise, you will not go to purgatory. That's why they said, that's why he said, he robbed, he robbed, no, Jesus, he robbed paradise out of Jesus, because it was he himself who granted it, right at the last moment of life. 
But of course, we could not go into the details of the doctrine here because right. this is from the gospel. No? And then there's the development of doctrine after this. Yeah. But I remember, uh, I don't know if you, you attended the, the Mass of Bishop Chow last Tuesday. It's so beautiful because he said, as we are praying for those in purgatory, no, it's still November now, said, let us start praying for ourselves because, you know, uh, the purgatory, the doctrine or what we believe in purgatory is really a purification that has already decided these people will be saved, but they need purification. So why don't we start this purification here and now? You know, like I said, sometimes we have so many grudges still, you know, kept in our hearts. So there's a lot of unforgiveness. So, so many things to be cleansed off. You remember that very second? Father uh, Bishop Chow. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, <clears throat> he really. Uh, enlightened us in that point that you know that praying for the poor souls in purgatory is also uh, we can apply it to ourselves now in practice. The church is making it death such a beautiful thing, it's the way of going to see God. Yes, <laughs> the cleansing. Yeah, Father Charles said it's just like changing into another outfit. Yeah. <laughs> the death. death is changing into That's another true. outfit or or consider this world as like the womb yeah. where we are getting ready for the birth. Because yeah. in fact, we said it's not that we don't want to talk of death, but actually, if you really reflect further, we are aiming for life. Yes. Right? Eternal life. So this is this world is our preparation for that. Yeah. Yeah. Celebration of your life. I was so happy because I have five siblings. Somewhere, somewhere. Oh. <laughs> my parents. So I was really having a party with them. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. Anybody else from our? Hy, Janice, Shirley, any thoughts or any things that you anything that you want to share with us today? No, thank you. Um. Just a little bit, uh, a short sharing. Is uh, sister mentioned about Father Lord keep on saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Mm -hmm. I've been wondering the background of that criminal. Seems like that he has so much faith or maybe he, uh, just wondering where his wisdom come from. Yeah. Because he didn't say, just remember me. But he said, into your kingdom. That means admitted that Jesus is the king mm -hmm. of a certain kingdom. Maybe what? that he doesn't know at that time. Yeah. But remember, oh, the, Shirley, yeah. in the reading yes. of the first part, uh, mm. as the soldiers were cheering at him, it was because there is in the inscription, what was his sentence? This is the king of the right. Jews. Yes. This is the but, king of the Jews. But of course, that is external. What you're saying yes. is that it seems this uh, criminal, at the last moment of his uh, life, was given a certain kind of 
wisdom and faith and recognition yes. and recognition no? yes because i i think i assume that that criminal assumed that the three of them will die yes. so it will no longer be uh, something a kingdom on earth yeah. it must be something else yes so when he said remember me when you come into your kingdom mm-hmm. i think that that means he's admitted that he's the king yes. of a kingdom yes. uh, it's more powerful yes it's not so, anymore the kingdom on earth he has gone yes. over the Uh, you can we can also presume that being I mean uh, within a tradition, no? the tradition of Israel. Yeah. No? So they would understand that there yeah, yes. there is all waiting for the Messiah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yes. So yeah, that's what uh, that's why I said I don't quite know what's the background of the criminal. Yeah. The Messiah yeah. is the, uh, the, the tradition of the Jews. So yeah. mm. uh, that's a good question because at the background of the gospel is always the tradition. No? Yeah. It's not just what you read here. There's a lot There's a lot of the text, right. which is not the, the lot, a lot of meaning in the text, which is not written here. Yeah. You read mm. between the lines. So that kingdom <laughs> there would be Really, the kingdom of light, the kingdom that is beyond the kingdom of God. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Thank you, everyone. Uh, HY, would you like to say something? Uh, not really. Um, actually, this week, my friend passed away from cancer. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mentioned before she was baptized in April and we were praying very hard. Or miracle, but it didn't happen. So I think she was very angry because when we put the prayer sign in the WhatsApp group, she deleted them. So you know, so I don't know whether she, um, you know, she was angry before she passed away, or she, or she realized what the what the what that person on the cross realized. You know, so I. I don't know. Yeah, I was just very sad for her. Yes, yes, but but we do not know really in what state. Yeah. Yeah. You, I don't know. Somebody said, you know, death is so mysterious that in the yeah. end, it's really a dialogue. It, 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 yeah. Internally, it's an internal dialogue with yourself. Yeah. So, if you have faith, would like to believe that your friend is yeah. a baptism. Yeah. So even if you're angry, you're angry with God, etc. But there is God in your life. Yeah. Okay. I have moments like that when, when there's so much injustice and suffering. Yes. You know, I get angry, but then I realize even that anger is a prayer. Yeah. You know, in the Psalms, you have all kinds. Even Jesus on the cross, my God, my God, why have you abandoned? Yeah. Mm. So let us let us pray and let us really believe, you know, that your friend, yeah, is standing all the pain. Maybe had that dialogue, and God will take care of her. Mm? Yeah. Yes, yes. I do believe I will see her again. <laughs> yes. Thank you, yes. sister. Pray for her and pray with you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, sister. Yeah. I would like to share with. Uh, It was that um, last week Father Alberto Rosa said mm-hmm. 
he doesn't want to use death. Yes. He said it's just from one stage to another stage of our journey. Yes. yes. So we shouldn't be sad yeah. or something like that. And yeah. also, um, I remember Bishop Charles also said um, we have to forgive, really forgive. Even the one that passed away already. Otherwise, we won't be able to go into <laughs> heaven <laughs> if we are still angry. <laughs> yes. Really. I think he said that in Cantonese part of the homely. I'm not sure whether it's the English or the Chinese part. <laughs> but yeah, really. But it is yeah. the, in the whole, I mean, the whole, uh, all in all, is really the preparation has to be done now, in our life now. So that from this life to the next life, there is not so, so much time that we need to reach that other realm. Not that other realm. Okay, so with this, I guess we can end with the uh, responsorial stuff, which is now with a note of rejoicing. Okay, so yeah, let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. I rejoice because they said to me, We will go up to the house of the Lord, and now we have set foot within your gates. Oh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city with compact unity, it is the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord. According to the decree of, for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord, it are set up judgment seats for the house of David. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a blessed celebration. Thank you for tuning in to OLMC Sunday Best. Please join us again next week for another episode. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone.